If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast. I'm your host, John Bishop, and along with Connor Happer and Josh Peterson, we'll take you around the world of Creighton Athletics coming up on today's program. We will hear from softball player Kayla Nielsen, also baseball coach Ed Service, and I will have some thoughts on the news of the week, which of course was the shocking decision by point guard Ryan Nemhard to transfer away from Creighton basketball. It's all coming up this week on the 1620 The Jays podcast, brought to you by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit barrylawfirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. It has been a rough start so far for Creighton softball and new head coach Krista Wood, but the Jays did get their first Big East victory of the season last weekend over Butler. One of their stars, junior outfielder Kayla Nielsen, had a chance to sit down with our Josh Peterson. Let's join Josh right now. Thank you so much, John. We welcome on to the podcast today from the Creighton softball team. It is Kayla Nielsen out of Blair, Nebraska. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You were, uh, or excuse me, I was on the call for the game on Sunday, the the first victory in conference play. How nice was that to, to pick up a victory versus uh, a team, of course, that had taken a couple from you to begin the series? Felt really good. <laughs> Um, I know we've kind of had, you know, as you've seen, a rough start to conference play. Um, as a team, we just haven't been able to get the ball rolling really in conference. We had a really good preseason. Um, and I think that it was just really nice, especially on senior weekend, to pull out a win and um, really get the ball rolling for DePaul. We're heading into DePaul this weekend. So um, just giving us a little confidence boost going into this weekend. Speaking of the confidence, you know, that's something that we've talked about on the broadcast this year, the idea of, you know, building something, being able to move past whether it's a tough at bat, a tough inning, a tough game. How do you how do you feel like you have done that individually? How do you think the team has done that? I mean, especially given what transpired on Saturday, I thought that bounce back was super impressive on Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as a team this year, we've really, really focused in on um, the leadership aspect of the team and um We've really kind of emphasized um, working on our ability to live in the present, to think in the present. Um, so we have to look at every game, every series as a totally new journey, a new challenge for us. Um, so, you know, even though going into this weekend we had a tough two first games, um, it was really nice to be able to just kind of think and live in the present, like we talk about in the leadership activities that we do every week and 
bounce back and go and get one against Butler, who has had a really good start to preseason. So, you know, just going out in that third game and not backing down and um, giving ourselves the first win of conference really gives us a confidence boost, especially against a, a really good team like Butler going into DePaul. Absolutely. Butler previously undefeated before Creighton was able to take that one uh, on Sunday afternoon. Kayla, talking about yourself individually, you know, you're looking at your career so far the previous three seasons, so close to being a 300 hitter. And at times this year, you've been over 400, currently hitting 385 going into this series, this weekend series versus DePaul. What's it been like for you? How, how did you get this type of jump? It's one thing to go from like a 290 to a 310. What you have done is pretty spectacular. Well, thank you. You know, I've been blessed. Um, I started my career here as a walk-on. You know, I really didn't know <laughs> didn't know if I was going to get a minute on the field here, um, but my freshman year, I had coaches that really believed in me and gave me a chance. So I've had the opportunity to really um, gain experience and gain a lot of time on the field starting in my first year as a freshman. So, you know, I've spent the last four years here really being able to to experience time on the field with a lot of great people and a lot of great coaches. So um, I'm just blessed that um, this year we have coaches that really put a lot of time into us offensively, defensively, um, and, you know, I'm, I just think that from the get-go, we, we worked really hard from day one, and you put in a lot of consistent work, and things have just worked out this year. You know, we've, as a team, statistically, we've been hitting pretty good from the get-go, so I'm just I'm grateful that I've been able to help produce for us. Kayla, you mentioned coaches this year, obviously first season for Krista Wood as the, the head coach of the softball program. What has it been like to play for her? How, how do you think that the program has changed with, with her leadership? I think from the get-go, Krista was very invested in us. Um, she's brought a lot of new energy. She's all about fight. Um, been with our kind of rough start to our conference schedule this year. You know, after every game, she says, you know what, we're not going to give up. Um, we got a lot of fight in us, and every day is a new challenge. So that's very refreshing, um, and I really respect that about her. I respect that um, that she had a lot of fight and a lot of grit as a player when she played at UNO, and I see a lot of that, a lot of those same qualities in her as a coach. So I'm just really grateful that we have that fight and that energy coming from her as a leader on this team. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And then, Kayla, before we let you go, I mean, you, you kind of talked about, you know, your your time as a walk-on and, and you know, your, your growth over the last few years. What was it about Creighton when you think back to your high school days and why you ultimately wanted to become a Blue Jay? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was actually looking at um, some schools out of state originally before I came to Creighton. Um, and I think what ultimately brought me here was Coach Vigness was very understanding of me as a person, and I really wanted to pursue nursing. Um, that's been something that's been um, a very high priority for me in life, and he said that I was able to do that here, um, and it's close to home for me. I'm a big family person, um, so having a school like Creighton that has an outstanding nursing program, um, coaches and players that really cared for me and gave me a chance, and, you know, just, just being close to family was really what brought me here as a Blue Jay. And I couldn't be more happy with the four years that I've had here. So, Okay, let me sneak in then one more on that, d- balancing that. How, how do you balance being a Division One athlete in the Big East Conference and also pursuing a nursing degree? I, it, broadcasting classes and not really doing a whole lot on the side was tough for me when I was in school. What's that been like for you? 
Um, it's been crazy. I'm not going to lie. I've been really lucky. I have professors um, in the nursing program and obviously coaches, athletic advisors, teammates, so many people in my life, um, my parents, my family members that support me. And it, it really is scheduling down to the minute every day. <laughs> um, but with a lot of rescheduling and just a lot of trust and um, a lot of support, we've been able to make it work. And I'm, you know, I wasn't sure I'd be able to get this far doing both, but I'm really grateful that everyone in the Blue Jay family and people from home have been able to support me and, and other student athletes in the nursing program to be able to, to play the sport we love and continue you know, on a path in nursing school. So absolutely, absolutely incredible. Kayla Nielsen from Blair, Nebraska on the Creighton softball team uh, ahead of their uh, series this weekend versus DePaul. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. John, back to you. CU Softball is on the road this weekend, Friday and Saturday, as they take on the DePaul Blue Demons, a doubleheader Friday beginning at noon, with a game on Saturday also starting at noon. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Meantime, the Creighton baseball team is off and running in their first conference series of the year. Behind Ryan Windham's shutout seven innings, the Blue Jays won their conference opener 6-0 on Thursday night against Villanova. They have two more games, both on Friday night and on Saturday afternoon. Their head coach, Ed Service, had a chance to chat with our Connor Happer. All right, welcome back. More of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week. Let's talk some baseball. Creighton head baseball coach Ed Service at the Jays are at a good stopping point right now. They head into conference play this weekend, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday set with Villanova before Easter, of course, is on Sunday. So by the time you're listening to this, we're probably, you know, at least a game or two in. So we talked to Ed before the Villanova series, after the UNO game on Tuesday. And here's what Coach Service had to think about really the first portion of the season, some surprises, some things that he liked, some things that he might not like, and where Creighton needs to get better and what they need to accentuate as they head into conference play. Here's Ed Service. All right, let's chat with Creighton baseball head coach Ed Service, who joins us now over the phone. Uh, Coach, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, let's let's take a look back at the first sort of portion of the season before you guys head into conference play this weekend against Villanova. Was is has there been anything that has surprised you just generally about your group so far? Something that you maybe thought you were going to get that you haven't, or the other way around? Well, I thought with a veteran team we'd be a little bit further along as far as our consistency goes. Uh, Baseball is a hard sport to be consistent in, and everybody strives to do that, but. You know, we returned a lot of guys, a lot of guys who had been in this system, and uh, we'd just been a little too up and down. And I thought we'd be a little further along than where we are at this point. But, 
you know, it's it's goal time now. You know, for us, everything really truly starts when we get into conference play. How much of the first portion of the season is sort of about? And I know you talk. We talked before the year about this. Just how much depth you had, and, and you just mentioned it there. You have sort of a veteran team. So, what was the sort of balance of? Okay, we we got to figure out what we have. We got we want to win some games, obviously as well. But do you feel like you have a better grasp on that as you as you do head into conference play now? You know, certainly better, but not to the point where I still feel comfortable with all phases. Um, we're slowly but surely trying to get a feel for our pitching rotation. I think we've got a couple slots figured out, maybe one slot we still got to kind of iron out as we go through the next week or two. Week or two. Um, defensively, we've got a, a fairly uh, consistent identity. And then offensively, we've been kind of all over the map. You know, one day we'll score 15 runs and the next day we'll score one, you know, so we, we've been struggling that way. But um, again, uh, you know, with us in these early season games, we, we first try to iron out our rotation and then figure out what our bullpen roles are and then go to the offensive side of it closer than we were at the beginning of the year with our rotation. Now we got to get that last slot figured out as we get into uh, you know conference play this weekend. Yeah, well, it's good to have a, a a pretty certain Friday night guy. It feels like you have that in Ryan Windham. Yeah, you know Ryan's an experienced guy. He's been in the program for five years, so I think experience is so important in those Friday night games. Uh, uh, Thursday night this week, but most yep. of the time Friday night, and they're, they're, this is a different game on Friday. So you want to make sure that the guy who has the baseball has been in that kind of environment a little bit, can handle some of the um, you know, feeling out that takes place on a Friday night game between the two teams. And I believe Ryan will, will be able to do that. And, and Dom Conciliari is coming on strong here too the last couple of weeks. And we're very pleased with the progress he's made here. And, um, you know, we're glad that he's back in the rotation. And, and you know, bullpen too, I mean, are, are you – are you as deep as you thought you'd be? Are you deeper than you thought you might be? It feels like that's sort of turned over the last couple of weeks here where the bullpen has sort of really stepped up for you guys. You've had more midweek games, obviously, to get a look at some you know deeper down the line guys. Um, but you know, it feels like there's a few guys that are down there or maybe even a few extra that could, that could really help you. Well, a couple got off the slow starts. You know, um, Obviously, Tom Steyer did, but he's, he's pitching much better. Paul Bergstrom's been pretty good for us all year. Those are two guys that have been there for the last really three years. Um, and then Mark Lidd has really had three good performances. Uh, he, he had a good, solid season for us last year. Daniel Hammond, who pitched for us well last year, has had a couple good outings. Malachi Vitak has had three really good outings in a row now for us, and, and Malachi is going to get a lot more opportunities as we get into conference play. And then we got a young left-hander, uh, by the name of Shane Curtin, who was a freshman that pitched yeah. uh, over the weekend that did a pretty good job. And we could use a little balance on that left side between Paul Bergstrom and Tommy Lamb and now Shane Curtin. So uh, anybody who's watched this play knows we put a heavy emphasis on the bullpen. We like to you know, put our pitchers in a position where they have favorable matchups. And, and I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing um, out of those bullpen guys here the last several weeks. Yeah, Curtin was. Um, I, I hadn't seen him before uh, the the Sunday game against against St. Thomas there, but yeah, I mean, you you had to like what you've seen there. And like I said, I, I think it goes you know pretty deep. So um, there's there's sort of the pitching staff. Is let's let's move over to the offensive side a little bit. You thought your lineup would be deep. 
it, it, it has been pretty good at the top um, with, you know, Clifford Sailors sort of leading the way there. What, what, do you, what more do you want to see out of your offense as we head now into Big East play? I think we got to do a better job of executing the game. Um, and playing at uh, Charles Schwab Field, it kind of forces you to do that. You know, you've got to be able to bunt the ball. You've got to be able to execute some hit and runs and some running hits, steal some bags, and those kind of things because – you know, it, it's very difficult, especially at this time of year with the cool weather to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So uh, we've um, we hit a lot of fly balls, which isn't necessarily good at the stadium. Um, we've done a good job, a much better job the last couple of weeks of cutting our strikeouts down. So I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to playing a few more home games and seeing if we can evolve into that team that can execute when we play at Charles Schwab Field because it, it kind of forces you to do that. At the uh, at the top of the lineup there, just talk a little bit about um, you know the Nolans, I suppose, who have been who have been stalwarts, Nolan Clifford and Nolan Sailors. Um, you know, the, the, you want to talk about consistency? Those guys have been pretty good all year long. Yeah, Nolan Sailors is a very good player. He's a very good baseball player. He has a lot of tools. He can hit. He can hit with power. Hit a home run last weekend. He can run. Um, the thing I'd like to see Nolan do a little bit better job is cut down the strikeouts because he is such a such an athlete who puts a lot of pressure on a defense. And then Nolan Clifford has been a nice surprise for us. You know, Nolan's been a part of our program for two years, but he's been really a good defender and uh, not as good of an offensive player. And he's really shined this year. He's had some big hits for us, hitting in the middle of a lineup and, and really um, has really good command of uh, the strike zone and gets on base a lot, either with hits or walks. So, uh, I'm very pleased with the progress Nolan has made. Hopefully he can continue that. Um, but you're right. Those two guys have done a really good job uh, on a day-in and day-out basis for us offensively this season. You, you, you know, we sort of talked about the lineup as a whole now, um, as we have been a little bit. But, I mean, how do you how do you get that, you know, sort of cons- – is it approach where, you know, you guys, you know, like to swing early in the count sometimes. Obviously there's going to be a whole bunch of bunt situations with you guys. You mentioned playing in the ballpark that you play in as well i guess what's the sort of message to to get the lineup as a whole to the point where you feel like you're playing creighton baseball you know the next evolution for a hitter is your ability to make adjustments you know and um i I don't think this group has quite found that to be true yet and it's the hitter's uh, uh, responsibility to make adjustments to the pitcher it's not the pitcher's responsibility to make adjustments to the hitter and we struggle with that a little bit so if we're seeing a hard thrower you know, what approach do you have? If you see a softer thrower, maybe that a guy that throws a lot of breaking balls, what adjustments do you make? To me, that's the true definition of a hitter. And we've talked about that a lot. We've worked on it as much as we can. We're still having a hard time wrapping our arms around that that's probably the missing link in our ability to become a more dominant offensive team, which I think we have the capabilities of doing. So that's the that's the neat thing about working with college hitters is is when you see them make that adjustment to the pitcher, <clears throat> then you know that you have a true hitter, and we've got to do a better job with that. No, Jack Grace has been in and out of the lineup a little bit. He's had the injuries. He's been your guys's you know most consistent power threat. Hit a hit a home run last weekend. Uh, is you know what's the what's the sort of next couple of weeks look like to him as you're sort of easing him back from from his uh, heel injury. Well, he's getting closer. You know, um, 
to play in. We need him in the outfield. We don't necessarily need him as DH. You know, Jack can, when healthy, Jack can really run. He can he can create a lot of uh, interesting scenarios on the base paths. And, and because he's such a big guy, a lot of people don't assume that he's a very good runner, but he is. And it's nice to see now Jack has made a lot of adjustments to his swing. He's gotten a lot shorter to the baseball. And he's, uh, you know, when he's been in there, he's had a very productive uh, season for us. We just need to hopefully get this uh, injury behind him. It's been about five weeks. It's been kind of off and on. If we can get this behind him and get him out there on a regular basis, I think he has a chance to really have a good second half of the season. Ed Service, head coach of Creighton Baseball, the Jays at home this weekend to open up conference play Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Villanova. Coach, we'll see you out there. Thanks for the chat. Thanks a lot. There's Ed Service, the Jays with three this weekend against Villanova, first weekend of conference play. We invite everybody out to the Chuck this weekend. Should be a ton of fun. Getting some good weather out there, so why not stop on down at the ballpark? I'm Connor Happer. That's it for my portion of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week. Let's send it back to John Bishop. John? As we wrap up this week's 1620 The Jays podcast, the Ryan Nemhard news hit like a shockwave, not only across Blue Jay Nation, but around college basketball as well. Instantly, speculation went to accusations of tampering or selling out to the highest bidder. This is sadly an unfortunate yet obvious byproduct of the 0-100 to 100 change in philosophy by the NCAA regarding both NIL and free and open transfers. For decades, players couldn't so much as accept a handout sandwich from somebody who wasn't affiliated directly with a college program. Today, NIL allows for athletes to make hundreds of thousands, some rumored even millions of dollars, for doing little more than signing an autograph or two or making an occasional tweet. For decades, players could only transfer if they got a release from their scholarship and even then would have to sit out a year for academics and wait through an entire season as a practice player before being allowed to play in a game for their new school. Today, unlimited free agency reigns with virtually zero restrictions and instant playing time. And not only did these two 180-degree policy reversals happen, but they happened within a few months of each other. The result, college athletics thrown into a world of near chaos, where rules seemingly don't exist, loyalty exists less, and fans are left to throw up their hands and wonder what's next. Sadly, while ideas exist to fix the problem and put rules in place that bring order to the lawlessness, the courage to pass, implement, execute, and enforce are gone with the wind. The NCAA, afraid of yet another new litany of lawsuits, has decided to farm out any authority to Washington, D.C., a Hail Mary move in order to get a federal law passed to enforce NCAA's own laws, shield them from lawyers, and give critics a new target for scorn. In other words, if you're hoping for anything different, don't hold your breath. Welcome to this new world of college athletics, something that resembles Mel Gibson's wasteland and the road warrior than it does the happier days on campus where folks fight for the name on the front of the jersey. So that's the depressing big picture view. The view from the ground can be a very different one. There are a number of different options at guard that are out there in the current transfer portal. The Jays, as it stands right now, need at least two more guards, maybe three, depending on the skill set, the size, and matchability that they possess. Now, there's going to be a lot of names thrown around over the next few days. Some will be more likely options than others. The good news is Creighton has a very attractive option that's now open. 
immediate starters minutes, the keys to a solid system, talented teammates with which to work, and a program with serious momentum. Those things will all be selling points for Greg McDermott as he looks for new additions. At least one of the new guards will be a point guard, you would have to think, but remember that Trey Alexander really grew into that role last season and was a solid point guard option at times this year. Turning the offense over to him on a more regular basis is certainly an option that Matt can possess. That would open the door for Creighton to look to longer, more athletic guards whose length could be more disruptive on the defensive end, with also the ability to create more shots off the dribble on the offensive end. Now, the bad news is you're losing a valued starter and teammate. The good news is that there is opportunity, and Coach Mack's hit rate with transfers has been very good both during and before the pre-portal era. His and the program's reputation for developing players and a very player-friendly offensive system are extremely strong selling points. So while it is easy to be saddened by the surprising news of Nemhard's transfer, the positive is that there is the potential for an even more exciting future. Certainly there'll be more on this story and the futures of the other Creighton players that have decisions to make about their careers all coming over the next few weeks. All I would say right now is if you have a weak stomach, you might spend a little more extra time out in the garden, in the lawn, or maybe just walking the dog. Well, we'll have a lot more coming up next week on the 1620 The Jays podcast. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you each and every week by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. And when those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. Join me, Connor, and Josh next week for a brand new edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast presented by Barry Law, a co-production of Creighton University Athletics and NRG Media Omaha. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 